Welcome to the Focus Today podcast with Perry Atkinson. And uh, always, always, always an honor to have with us uh, Dr. Gene Getz. He's the chief editor of the Life Essential Study Bible. And if you don't have one of these resources, you are just missing it. Let me encourage you to check it out in your local bookstore, or you can go to BiblePrinciples.org. Gene and his team has put together, I think, one of the great resources of our day. It's a study Bible uh, from Genesis to Revelation. Gene and his team have put together over 1,500 QR codes. And if you have a QR reader on your phone or tablet, you run that over there and then uh, Dr. Getz pops up in the video and walks you through the principles of that portion of scripture. Basically, it's a seminary in a box and it's being used literally all over the world. Gene, good to see you, buddy. How are you? Hey, Perry, always good to be with you. Thank You're looking you. Great. Thank you. Thank you. And I was in, I, I had your Bible in my office the other day and I was uh, preparing my heart and mind for the Lenten season. And I was reading your various scriptures, Old and New Testament, as it relates to ashes and sackcloth and things like that. And um, as always, very beneficial. So thank you for what you do. Great. Wonderful. Hey, always great to be with you, too. Good. Well, today uh, we're going to jump over to the New Testament in the uh, book of Ephesians, and we're dealing with an interesting topic, walking in love and submission. And um, I think this is very appropriate as we ne enter the next 40 days. Can we walk in submission? Walk us through this principle, Gene. Well, basically, let me read the principle. Okay. That is, to walk in God's will, we must practice mutual love and submission in all of our relationships. And of course, the key word there uh, is mutual uh, submission. And then, of course, in all of our relationships. And we need to understand what Paul is saying here in Ephesians. We need to go back to the context. And uh, that takes us back to um, the verses that lead up to um, this chapter, where he says we are to speak to one another. And by the way, that is such a key word in the Greek text. It's alalan. And uh, it's translated one another about 60 times in the New Testament mm -hmm. in terms of what we're to do for one another. And so he says, speaking to one another, psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing and uh, making music with your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then here is the key phrase to understand everything that comes after that in terms of mutual submission. He says, submitting to one another in the fear of Christ. And then from there, he segues into these relationships. Uh, first of all, husband, wife, wife, husband, parent, children, uh, and also slaves, masters, and he talks about all of these relationships. Now, obviously, he's dealing with authority, but in the process of that, he is talking about submitting to one another. And, for example, when he says that as husbands were to love our wives as Christ loved the church, well, that takes us right back to what he said in the Philippians, 
when he said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, though he was with God, didn't consider this to be grass, this form, but took upon himself the form of a servant and literally died for us. And I remember uh, when I was engaged, um, I, I took this passage and I said to myself, okay, what does it mean to let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, looking forward to be, being a husband? And the thing that really struck me Perry, is that I'm to have this incredible servant attitude and mindset towards my wife that Christ had towards us, which means that, in essence, I have a greater responsibility in terms of mutual submission um, than, in some respects, than my wife has terms of my authority. And uh, that was a, a powerful thing. And that that concept flows through all of these relationships, not just husband, wife, parents, children, uh, slaves, masters in our culture, we'd say employer, employee, that we are to have this um, mindset of practicing mutual submission. And we don't have to give up authority, in essence, that God has given us to practice mutual submission. And I think sometimes we get that really distorted in relationship to what Paul is saying here. Wow. Uh, The term mutual submission. How would you describe the word submission? Well, I think submission. um, Well, let me let me give you an illustration. <laughs> my mic goes back uh, to somewhat early on in my marriage. And I remember uh, my wife and I were having a discussion about something. And uh, she felt that we shouldn't do that particular thing. I've forgotten what it was and many years ago, obviously, because I've been married 67 years. But I, I go all the way back and she felt that we ought to do it this way, and I thought we ought to do it this way. And I made a decision to overrule her decision. Now, she submitted to my decision, uh, but the fact of the matter is that it was a very bad decision on my part. In other words, I should have listened to her because what she was thinking and feeling about that particular situation was much more objective than I than my decision. I have to confess that, Barry, mm-hmm. when I evaluated the fact that we did what I said we should do, which was not a good decision, I had to apologize for it, but I had to acknowledge that part of my decision was based on the fact I was trying to prove myself as this young husband who's going to be in charge. (laughs) (laughs) And and so I had to confess that. But what I'm illustrating is that even though God has given me a role as head of my wife or as authority, that a God-given authority, at the same time, I can submit to my wife 
without giving up my authority. And that's something that I think is very unique to the Christian relationship. And I think that can flow through all relationships, even into the business world where I'm the CEO of an organization. At the same time, I can have a submissive spirit in listening to others and submitting to what they have to say. The same thing would be true as a senior pastor of a local church, that even though God has given me a sense of authority, I'm to be in submission to others around me, my mutual relationship with my elders. So that flows through every relationship. And that's why I say Mm. here, to walk in God's will, we must practice mutual love and submission in all of our relationships. And I believe that's what Paul is teaching uh, through this whole passage. That's beautiful, uh, Gene, because I have, I have, and you probably have too, have seen the abuse of this portion of Scripture where people will camp on wives, submit to your husband, and put a period there and, and preach. <laughs> and then you go on down, but... It says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. The next line is kind of an interesting one. And gave himself for her. Absolutely. Are you willing to die for your wife? Bingo. Bingo. And that that really hit me when I worked through Philippians chapter 2. You know, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Because where does that passage end up at when it talks about he became a servant, gave mm-hmm. up his position, becoming a servant to what? Go to the cross, yeah. to die. So if I'm going to love my wife and Christ loved me, I should be willing to give my very life for her. That's the ultimate in submission. So um, there's a, I think, for husbands, as Christian husbands, we have a greater responsibility mm. for mission. And I think that's true in all of these relationships. The, the, more, the greater our position, whether it's in the church or in business, uh, in the family, the greater our role and responsibility, the greater the responsibility to have a submissive servant attitude. And I think that can only work really work within God's plan uh, for relationships. And that's why I say here to walk in God's will. This is a, this is a God thing. Mm-hmm. And, and you take the God thing out of this and it won't work. Okay, this is powerful. You can read it for yourself in Ephesians 5. You may want to take the time and um, go through there. But um, this is a powerful uh, passage of scriptures. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to deal with another subject. It's called spiritual uh, warfare. This is a big one because I don't know um, if we understand the warfare that we're in today. And I'm going to have you comment on that. Let me show to our viewers and listeners. Uh, you can go to BiblePrinciples.org. You can order a Bible there or you can download the app on your phone or on your tablet. It is powerful. And uh, I can't tell you how resourceful this is. Gene, I've had people pull me over in various places and thank me for <laughs> uh, pointing them towards this resource and then buying it. So it happened the other day in Costco of all places, <laughs> which is now the new town, town central. If you want to meet people you haven't seen in a long time, go to Costco. But anyway, 
They pulled me over and said, thank you. I finally went out and bought the Bible and um, they just can't put it down. So uh, check it out in the bookstores or go to BiblePrinciples.org. We'll be right back. We'll be back to this week's interview in just a few seconds. In the meantime, we want to let you know that you can watch this interview, plus many more exclusive interviews that happen this week on the Dove's Daily TV and radio show by visiting our website, thedove.us. And while you're there, sign up for our free daily devotional, The Word for You Today. Three months of daily readings that will connect you with God's Word. Now, back to the show. It's a delight to have with us uh, Gene Getz. He's the chief editor of the Life Essential Study Bible and a great resource. You can go to BiblePrinciples.org, get one. A lot of the local bookstores now have them. And uh, over 1,500 QR codes from Genesis to Revelation. And you run your QR reader over one of those QR codes and Gene pops up and walks you through a video of that portion of Scripture. By the way, Gene, give us an update. How's it going with, uh, man, you're all over the world. And how's the Spanish edition doing? Oh, it's doing well. Over 2,500 uh, Spanish Bibles have been given out in Cuba, where wow. we've seen 2,500 pastors and leaders in the church in Cuba. And of course, they could never afford a study Bible. Uh, what you pay for it in the States would be their salary for months. Right. And we just have the privilege. In fact, my... Um, uh, actually, my daughter and her husband are leaving for Cuba this week to go down there to be a part of ministry. And uh, so it's happening in Bolivia. Uh, in fact, um, uh, I think it's 50 Bibles have been given. This is Colombia in Colombia wow. uh, near the Hell area. One of the chief officers, police officers, got 50 of these Bibles. We gave them to give to their officers in Colombia. Wow. And he requested even more. So, uh, yeah, God's opening the door in ways that's it's unbelievable. Well, let me say to our viewers and listeners here in the States, if you buy one, that helps finance one. And, yeah, we yeah. away. If you buy it through our ministry, we give one away. All right, so go to BiblePrinciples.org, buy one there, and then you'll be financing one to go around the world. What's it like for you to watch yourself preach in Spanish? <laughs> oh, it's very interesting. Uh, the Spanish people think I'm speaking Spanish. <laughs> uh, I got to get one just so I can see it. <laughs> oh, I'll send you. I'll send you. All right. Uh, let's go to the Old Testament. We're going to go to First Chronicles 5. Uh, this is a very important topic today called spiritual warfare. And I'm wondering, I had Eric Metaxas on yesterday. I, I, I watched, I heard him just uh, before I came on. Um, he wrote the book on Bonhoeffer and then from that, which is his longest book, he, he wrote one of his shortest books called The uh, Letter to the American Church. And basically he's, he's correlating what happened in Germany during the Nazi regime and how the church didn't, didn't get it, and spiritual warfare was on their doorstep, and they didn't understand it. So this topic today, where we see such things in our culture that are clearly against the Bible and against God, uh, walk us through this principle, Gene. Well, basically, let me read the principle. 
uh, to be successful in our spiritual battles with Satan, and that's key, with Satan, we must put on the full armor of God, which includes prayer. And really, the principle grows out of this Old Testament passage when Israel um, was in battle, literally a physical battle. And and in that physical battle, there, there are two basic phrases here in this paragraph leading up to this principle that are very significant and, and set the stage for a spiritual principle in the New Testament. But anyway, it says, they cried out to God. They cried out to God. That's one phrase. And then at the bottom of the paragraph, it says it was God's battle. And in terms of their crying out to God, it says that they were victorious because God was receptive to their prayer, to their prayer. And in that sense, and God answered prayer, then it was God's battle. And so, you know, in the New Testament, our battle is not against flesh and blood. Mm. That was the Old Testament. Our battle today as a church is spiritual, uh, a spiritual battle. And when you go to Ephesians, we're told to put on the full armor of God so that we can be victorious over Satan. And of course, Paul goes on to list all the pieces of armor as he's sitting there in prison, chained to a Roman guard, looking up, you know, he sees the breastplate, sees all of that, from that and gives us all these pieces of armor. But then he concludes, finally, with saying, he leaves, he leaves the metaphor and he goes, finally, he says, pray. And so you have a New Testament correlation here. And you mentioned what Eric was sharing on your program in relationship to his interview just before I came on, which you had done earlier. But the fact is, um, the, I was thinking about this passage as I was listening to your interview. And the thing we miss in this passage in Ephesians is that Paul uses the second person, um, uh, second person, plural, in this passage. And he says, put on, put on. And that's the second person, plural. He's speaking to the church. As a collective body, we are to put on the full armor of God. We Now, we can personalize it, obviously, which we do, by the way, because the way we read the Bible so many times, we personalize what is plural. But the fact that it's plural is very significant in putting on the full armor of God as a church body in order to defeat Satan. And I think, in a sense, that correlates with what Eric was sharing with you in your interview. Gene, um, you have, uh, your, your, your background in ministry is amazing, um, from professor to pastor to editor. Did you ever think you would see spiritual warfare at the level that we see it today? No, no. In fact, uh, you know, the last decade, just look what's happened in the last decade. Mm -hmm. 
uh, and what has evolved in our culture and our society. A lot of it, of course, began in the 60s, you know, 1960s, 70s, with the Supreme Court decisions relating to abortion, relating to pornography, to relating to all of these things. But look how it's gained momentum you know, going in uh, into this century. And some of the things that Eric mentioned in the interview, um, and, and you know, with the gender issue uh, coming on with such great force uh, in terms of, of sex changes, operations, and all of this thing, which, by the way, I think is going to set the stage for uh, suicides in our culture like we've never seen before. Uh, tampering with the human body in that way and uh, all of that goes on. But yeah, I think um, to answer your question, you know, I never thought I would ever see that. So as we go down this road, um, we're in reactionary mode. We're kind of like in shock and awe right now uh, as believers of what's happened and that common sense has just gone. As somebody said, we have exchanged common sense for crazy. Um, but there is there is some hope in this. I mean, you can't read, um, say, Psalms or Proverbs or even these verses that we're talking about here and realize that as crazy as things are and the people who have, I guess, allowed themselves to be taken over by Satan, uh, that they fall into the very trap that they set for others. There is coming a judgment to this thing. There is coming a final answer to this thing. I wonder if we see that and if we believe that. Well, uh, I think that's a very significant point. And by the way, let me, if I could back up just one point in terms of the interview that you had with Eric, and that is that to me, there's another foundational concept that we need to deal with here in relationship to what's happening in our culture. And it's not just what's happening in our government. It's what's happening in our lives as Christians who are being influenced and formed by the world's system, like abortion, for example, right. uh, uh, premarital sexual activity. Uh, all of these things are infiltrating the church. So you stand in that pulpit and out there are sitting in your congregation are couples that are living together without any thought that they're violating the will of God. Yeah. There are young girls yeah. that have bought into the fact that what's, you know, in the womb is not a human yeah. being. Uh, so consequently, we've got to address those spiritual issues in the church. Yeah. Hey, that's foundational to dealing with what's happening in our culture and our society. Right, go to BiblePrinciples.org, check out the Bible. If you buy one there, that finances one to be given away around the world. Uh, you can download the app, which I think you'll find to be tremendously resourceful. And uh, again, BiblePrinciples.org. Jane, always good to see you. You're looking better every time for what you've been through physically. You're looking good, friend. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. God bless you. Yeah. And thanks for the privilege, opportunity. Oh. You're a jewel. Thank you, friend. God bless. Thank you for listening to this week's Focus Today podcast. Remember, you can visit our website to check out all the interviews we did this week on our daily Focus Today TV show at thedove.us. And if you like this podcast, please take a moment to rate us and share it with your friends.